Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment here while we bring on our Facebook community. Bear with us just one moment. And... We are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him, you love him, my fellow football priest. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, kind of a tumultuous day, but as we were talking about right before we we hopped on, we are like, dude, we need to be able to get on and talk some Broncos football for our own escape, for our own mental clarity and peace of mind but uh yeah. how, how you doing today brother i'm doing pretty well i mean regardless of what's going on right now we're going to stick to it being the broncos tonight as we always do as we always have done and there's a lot going on with the broncos landscape chad i think you hit it best when you said it's the biggest news story involving denver minus the super bowl in the last 10 years and we're hammering down and drilling down on that we have front runners emerging we have interviews being set up we have candidates we have speculation about drew Locke's future a lot going on in denver that i and i know you want to focus on absolutely I mean, you know what, this is, for Zach and I, this is a profession, yes, all right, but it's also our escape. This is how we uh, exercise our own demons, and this is how we get through each and every day as well, not only talking to each other, but being able to talk with you and and uh, engage in the conversation, what's on your mind. This is literally uh, what we live for when we get out of bed every single day, so thank you for being with us. Tough day. So let's all just get together and and uh, talk some Broncos football. That's what we're here for. And speaking of that, Zach, Joe Ellis hinted around it on uh, Tuesday during his his uh, press conference, and then he ended up sitting down with Mike Kliss after the fact. Uh, Luke Patterson had the article for us over at MileHighHuddle.com and basically said that he does not foresee himself being around Denver as the, the CEO slash team president after his contract expires in March of 2022. So Joe Ellis, John Elway, this is the last stand of John Elway. I mean, honestly, 2020 was the last stand of John Elway, but he's going to stay on for one more year and all, uh, probably just one. We'll see how it shakes out for Elway, but it's looking like Elway and Ellis, when it's all said and done, probably going to ride off into the sunset together. 
I wonder how much I just thought of this, how much this has to do with the ownership situation, how much of it not is not wanting or Elway and Ellis not wanting to work under one of the Bolins, Brittany or Beth Bolin Wallers, maybe an outside owner. It's weird, though. They're both kind of jumping ship at the same time because they were a package deal. They're getting out before a year in 22 where there's probably going to be new ownership in place. It seems like what's the opposite of the band getting back together, the band kind of drifting apart. And that's what it seems like the Broncos hierarchy is doing right now. They don't have an owner in place. Technically they don't have a GM technically yet. And the CEO is walking away after next season. So there's a lot up in the air in terms of the, the highest of the high in the Broncos front office. And it's interesting. It's interesting. Which domino falls first? Obviously, the GM, then he's going to keep the head coach for this season, might have a new head coach next season, a new CEO, a lot of moving parts, Chad. Yep, it's a it's a fun time to be alive in terms of, you know, being being a member of Broncos country. And I know the last five years have been uh, painful, uh, especially at times. But, hey, the new leaf is being turned over and it really feels like change is not just feels like change is coming. I mean, it's obvious change is here. And the Broncos, it would seem, we'll get to this here in just a few minutes, uh, have, have zeroed in on a few front runners for the GM opening. And we'll get to that. So Joe Ellis, again, he's, he's you know, we'll see how ownership shakes out in the whole lawsuit, all that stuff. But depending on how and when that all gets resolved, it's looking like March after March 2022. Goodbye to, to Ellis. And that's also about the time Elway's contract is going to expire. So, we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into these front runners, touch on basically the latest, who's actually interviewing, when are the interviews taking place, who do Zach and I want, who do Zach and I think are the best fit for this job, understanding the entire landscape and the way it has shifted now in Denver. We're going to get to that here in just a moment. Thanks to each and every one of you for, for joining us. I see we got a lot of questions and supers stacked up. Promise you we're going to get to that here in just a minute. John Buona Beast is on vacation, so Zach and I are holding down the fort. We'll try to keep it as smooth as, as John does in terms of getting to the supers and all the comments and stuff. But um, So bear with us just knowing that John's on vacation. We're a two-man operation tonight. So we'll get to, get to all that in the chat. First, though, we got to take care of a little matter of business, starting with the sponsor of tonight's live stream pod. Yes, tonight's live stream pod is brought to you by sportsbetting.com. Broncos country gambling is now legal in the state of Colorado, as you well know. And if you're looking to make watching your favorite sports a little more interesting, sportsbetting.com is your no-brainer destination. Here's why. First of all, as we always mention, sharp odds and low juice. In-house bookmakers, they're not a third-party service. They have reduced juice in the best prices you will find out there of any site or marketplace. Hassle-free bonuses. This is big with a one-time rollover, which means the bonus money is yours after you bet it just one time, whereas other competitors range from 5 to 30 times. Big difference. Also, 24-7 live customer support. You're always getting a real person in the U.S., never a robot, always a real live human being. But here's the kicker. Right now, after you make your first deposit, sportsbetting.com will match it up to $750. That's $750 in free bet credits, guys. Plus, right now with the NBA season in full swing, you'll get $25 in free bet credits as well on top of that. So head on over to sportsbetting.com slash milehighhuddle. That's sportsbetting.com slash milehighhuddle and capitalize on up to $750 in free bet credits and start 2021 off on the right foot. Well done. See, already we're missing John because I thought I forgot to throw this up while you were talking. There it is, gang. For those of us who are visual learners, there it is. Sportsbetting.com slash mile high huddle. There's your URL. So um, a couple other quick things here, gang. 
Huddle Up Pod. This is how you connect with us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. Also, the main account at Mile High Huddle. My partner, Zach Kelberman, which again, I do this every time, Zach. I record a video either with you or with Kim, and I forget to uh, turn back on the display names, but there it is. Um, you can see how to follow my partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen, and our producer who is on vacation, John K. It's at John K. MHH. You guys know him, obviously, as, as Buona Beast. And then also, guys, we want to gently turn your attention to the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Head on over there and get your swag on. Get yourself one of these trucker hats, MHH. Uh, there's face masks, there's hoodies, there's mugs, there's a little something for everybody. It's another way to support what we're doing here, and so many of you have. I mean, Zach, I, I think I speak for both of us when I say we were just blown away at the support for the merch store in 2020. So we're uh, hopefully going to be able to put a little more, more TLC into adding new designs and products as we get into 2021. But again, it's just another way to support what we're doing here. But have you been, were you as surprised at how, how outgoing everyone was supporting that, that merch store? I mean, I know it came from pop uh, from popular demand from the community that we created, but man, I was stunned. I was blown away because we had an initial onslaught of orders as we thought we would Chad, but it, it was consistent throughout the year. And when we added new products, those were being snapped up. And not just products that we added, but also Christie, Zachary Smouse, the fans' uh, products, they were all sold pretty fast. We got an order the other day, Chad, uh, from a superstar. And it's just, it's still ongoing. So we definitely appreciate it, guys. We're rolling out more of this year, and we love you guys for your support. Appreciate it. Yeah. Also, our Facebook supporters, we've got to remind you guys on Sunday, all right, noon Mountain Time, that's 2 p.m. Eastern, on Sunday, noon is the debut for our Facebook supporting community of Kelberman's Corner. We're going to have a fun little show set up for you. It's not going to be an hour long, but it's going to be a fun, a different feel, kind of a different flow to the, you know, than what you're used to on these hour long streams from Zach and myself or any of the other guys. But Zach's going to drop some hot takes, maybe one or two, maybe three. We'll see. We'll have Kim on to host and it's going to be a lot of fun. So our Facebook community, if you want to be in on that, when we go live for that actual stream, on Sunday at noon, go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle, click the blue button that says become a supporter. You'll be in like Flynn and be able to access that stream when we officially go live. All right. And then last thing, gang, if you're not able to patronize the merch store or, you know, become a supporter or super chat, superstar, it's all good. We are super grateful and stoked that you're with us here tonight or listening after the fact as an on-demand podcast. We do ask though, these three things, this is how we ask that you participate in helping us. Number one, subscribe. It's crucial on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. Like this video, which is crucial on YouTube and Facebook. And then the litmus test is number three. If we're doing a good job for you, we just ask that you share this video out there. Help us continue to grow, reach new Broncos fans just like you guys. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, Zach, let's grab this super and then we'll, we got a few stacked up and then we'll get to some of the topics here. And maybe these supers will, you know, point us in that direction anyway. But we got one from Kenneth Booker. Appreciate you, my friend. Good to see you. He says, if a quarterback like Lance or Fields falls to number nine, what can we get in a trade back? And how far are you willing to trade back? That's a good question. Depends on who's coming up for the quarterback. It depends on how far the Broncos were falling back. If it's, you know, if you're falling from nine to 12, you'll get maybe a second or a second and a third. But if you're going from, if a team is coming up from 22, let's say to nine, you're going to get maybe a first round pick or a combination of picks or a player. Even there's, there's um some value in the Broncos holding their ground in the draft at number nine and seeing what quarterback falls to them. But depending on the general manager, Chad, whoever that may be for the Broncos, they might take a quarterback. So this question is hard to answer without Elway being the guy calling the shots in April. Yeah, it really is. I still think, you know, there was, um, I, I want to say it was, I think it was Monday's show right after the the you-know-what hit the fan about Elway and we got up and did the gut reaction to the Elway thing, stepping down basically. Even though he says he's being elevated and moving up and all that, we all know what it meant, right? He, he Him and Matt Russell were, that's it. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. But the fact that uh, Drew Locke, I, we said that night, you know, I think it was me. I said the the uh, before Elway stepped down, I would have given it like a 70% chance, 80% chance that Drew Locke was going to return. I know the odds makers had it set, sportsbetting.com anyway, had it set at 60% likelihood that Drew would return as the starter for day one of 2021. But with this sudden shift, Zach, I see it as being probably 50-50, honestly, that he – Maybe a little more, 55, you know, just a little favoritism toward Drew being the guy. And that was something that was backed up by Mike Kliss, who is the most plugged in insider, obviously, at Dove Valley when he reported the same day that, you know, he's still the the leader in the clubhouse, Drew Locke, to be the day one starter. Now, this this little preamble I'm going on here is all designed to then say – Depends on the GM. Now, if the GM comes in and doesn't like Locke or whatever or wants to – has an opportunity like this, a Lance or a Fields falls into his lap, that could change the entire dynamic. And Drew could be sent packing, could be traded, could right. be just told, hey, look, man, at the very least you're going you're gonna to battle uh, or you might end up, you know, just being the backup. We'll see. But I really – I think a Lance might fall to nine. I think it's pretty safe bet to assume Trey Lance will, will drop to, to nine. But Justin Fields, no way, and Sam Hill – and I think if you were to flip that, you could probably get, depending on how desperate the team was, you could probably get at least, uh, you know, you could get maybe, maybe, depending on how desperate the team was, two first at the very most, but probably one and a, and a second and a third, something like that. 
Yeah, I would agree with you that it's about 55-45 right now that Locke comes back uh, as the quarterback in 21. I wrote about it today uh, that Fangio said it wasn't really – it's not going to be a challenge if the new general manager comes in and has a different opinion because he justified it as sometimes a new set of eyes could lead to something uh, – a new. it can be a positive as well. But it all depends on who that general manager could be. If it's someone like Adam Peters, who's familiar with young quarterbacks in San Francisco, he might want to continue Drew Locke's development. If it's someone like Champ Kelly, who's acquired quarterbacks in Chicago, like Cutler and like uh, Nick Foles, he might want to go to the draft markets or the free agent markets. It depends on who's calling the shots in Denver, if it's not just Elway, Chad, in disguise this April. (laughs) No kidding. A man with no name jumping in on Super Chat. Appreciate that, my friend. It does mean a lot. It's going to be a little bit harder for us to keep an eye out for every single uh, comment today without John here, with John being on vacation. But any specific topics or questions you have, we'll keep an eye out for that in the chat. But thank you, my friend. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter. Reg Stimson jumping in. Good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you. He says, hey, gents, hope you are. You two are doing well. We are. We're doing excellent. We're, we're having a great time. Appreciate you. Now, we also got Levi jumping in early, too. Really appreciate you, my friend. Good to see you. He's back in the saddle. He is officially back in the saddle after being abroad with a really cool job. If you want to know what Levi's job is, you'll have to reach out to him on on social media and and see what's up. But love you, Levi. Appreciate it. He says, too much hate today. Let's spread some love. Amen to this. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Levi. And it's true. And uh, Chad, I'm just very... um, grateful right now we get to talk Broncos football we get to talk about football in general and Levi you're kind of uh hitting on the mindset I'm in right now so we appreciate it uh we got Mr. Boggins good to see you bro jumping in on a super chat he says money on Champ Bailey or Brian Stark for GM well but between those two it would be Champ Kelly I really don't think Brian Stark is anywhere close to being a leader in the clubhouse I think that's a move to be frank designed to show the other guys in the front office and the personnel basically that we are going to consider other people, you know, we're going to consider internal right. options right. so that, you know, you keep morale up, you keep, you keep up the, you know, optics that we do want to promote from within whenever possible. But I mean, that's not who I would say leader in the clubhouse right now, I think is probably champ Kelly to, I mean, I think that's probably who they're going to end up meeting with first. Oh, I'm not positive on that. And then I would say it's probably going to be um, Fontenot and then, no, no, no interview scheduled yet on Adam Peters. And you know what that tells me, Zach? Unless I missed something, that tells me that the Broncos have probably asked and the Niners have yet to give them the answer right. they want. I was thinking the same thing. I, if they were really that interested in, it seemed like the media was kind of just connecting dots to Adam Peters and it, it really was no legitimate interest there. He could have been denied. He could have uh, bypassed the interview. The Broncos could have said, forget it, we're going to move on. Right now, gun to my head, Champ Kelly is the next GM of the Broncos. He's not my first choice, but all the indications are pointing to that. Uh, Darab wants to know, uh, or Darab on YouTube, by the way, were the Von Miller texts fake? We have oh no way of knowing. We have no way of knowing, which is why, as a publication, milehighhuddle.com, Steered clear of that we're we're not in the we're not in the TMZ business, right? You know if 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 more definitive information comes to light on that, of course we'll cover it. But it's not a topic that we're even going to consider getting into because such a such a thing could be so easily faked. I mean, right now right. I could send it. I could change my screen name to say Von Miller and shoot Zach a text 
And, you know, he could, it would look like it's coming from Von Miller and I could say whatever I want, right? You just don't know who's who when you're getting screenshots of someone's name. So we're just not going down that rabbit hole. And those screenshots had his Hotmail email address. It wasn't even his phone number. Listen, there's there's two sides to every story and there's the truth. And I'll say the same thing I said on Twitter. You know, Von Miller's personal business isn't any of my business. It's a personal matter with him. And I'm going to leave it at that. Zeus from the top rope. You look up through the clouds to the thin air of mile high. You see MHH Mount Rushmore, the first face etched. Boom. This guy right here. Stu McPeak. Love you, bro. Really appreciate that generosity and and really helping us to uh, kick off 2021 showing the love and man, you know how much you mean to us, my friend and this entire community. So thank you so much, Stu. Love you, buddy. I'm serious. When we print that denomination, Chad, when we have the mile high huddle currency, we're putting Stu's face right on there. Number one. Thank you so much, Stu. We love you so much. Love you, buddy. And we also have uh, Albert jumping in, who is one of our Facebook supporters. So Albert, I know it might be a little inconvenient for some things you may have planned that day on Sunday, but remember that live stream, Kelberman's Corner coming to you Sunday at noon as a supporter. So be there, be square. He says, who would you prefer as a GM? I thought it was funny, Zach. You and I had not even talked at all, all day long. And I, in fact, had pretty much stayed off of Twitter because of everything that was going on. And um, I published a story about the Denver Broncos setting up an interview uh, with Fontenot, the, the Saints guy. And as soon as I published that, I quote tweeted the article from MHH and said, he's probably my favorite guy right now followed by Adam Peters, then Champ Kelly. We basically said the same thing on Twitter about the same time and totally not even seeing what each other right. was tweeting. So that's my order, but drop some knowledge on on Albert, on wh- who you like, why you like him, et cetera. Well, I mentioned Fontenot. Is that how you pronounce his name? Is it Fontenot? Just I don't know if it. it's Fontenot or Fontenot. I mean, I guess I can research it. Go pure Cajun on the last name. I'm going to just say Fontenot, and uh, I love what he's done in New Orleans. It, pound for pound, if you look at the roster the last three, four, or five years, they have the most talented, deepest roster on offense and defense in the entire NFL, and he's been a huge part of that. He's declined various interview requests over the years. He's accepted one with the Broncos, which I'm surprised about. He would leave that perch in New Orleans to come to Denver possibly, but he's far and away number one. I, I really like him a lot. And I mentioned on, on Monday night's podcast, he, him being a possibility. So um, he's number, he's 1A. I think I have Adam Peters 1B. I have George Payton. It's not Patton. I looked that up. It's George Payton from the Vikings. He's number three. And then I have uh, Champ Kelly number four, but far and away, fought not number one. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden, 
and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. While I was doing my research on uh, on Terry Fontenot, I'll, I'll just roll with how you're saying it. Um, I came across his actual bio and resume that's up on saints.com and uh, was just blown away. I mean, I've heard his name many times, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to our, our community and our audience and, and pretend like I know the name of every personnel guy on the 32 team. I do know a lot of them. I know who a lot of them are, and I talk to people, and I hear buzz, and I hear things, but I don't know everything there is to know about these guys in the same way, Zach, that we might know about defensive coordinators and, you know, head coaches and offensive coordinators and all that. But here's what jumped out to me. I mean, I can read through some of this stuff, but here's something that is really interesting. In 2012, Fontenot was selected by the Saints to attend the Stanford Business School's Executive Education NFL Stanford Program for Managers. Now, that's a mouthful, but what it is, an education program at Stanford's business school um, known across the league as an important training ground for promising executives. And let me tell you guys something. It ain't cheap. Okay. Costs a lot of money. And the, and the, the saints tapped him, sent him. And then you look at some of his duties as uh, uh, he's a VP. In fact, what's his official title again, VP assistant general manager pro personnel. One of the things that he was responsible for, and this is also something that, Champ Kelly has has done for the Bears, respectively, is doing the advanced scouting. Now, what does that mean? That means when the when the when if he were the GM for the Broncos, well, I'll just keep it with the Saints. For the Saints, they get to the regular season. They have sixteen opponents, right? Each week uh, and leading up, it probably starts before game week, but it's it's his job to scout that opponent and provide specific uh, in depth scouting reports that the coaches then can then take as far as tendencies. X's and O's, different things like that. And it's it's just not an easy job. And it ha- it can only be done, Zach, by an expert. So this is a guy to keep an eye on right now. The Broncos are going to talk with him. And he's he's our favorite guy at this point. And Chad, you mentioned Stanford. Where did Elway go to college? Yep. Stanford. And who is a head coach there? And David Shaw, I gave away his name just now. That's a candidate that many Broncos fans have always suggested when, it, when there was a coaching search going on. Having Fontenot would give almost a pipeline to maybe David Shaw. Regardless, though, he is far and away, at least for my my front runner, or at least my preference. I love what he's done. Someone mentioned in the, in the comments his draft in 2017, the players that he got, Alvin Kamara, Trey Hendrickson, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Those are three literal all-pro studs in one draft class. The Saints roster from top to bottom is the deepest in the NFL. He would transform the Broncos in one year. He's my hire. We will get to some of the other candidates as we march through tonight's show. We're just getting started. Uh, we got Mike Evans, bonafide superstar. Love you, buddy. Appreciate you. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great start to your new year. Uh, you know, today notwithstanding, of course, what's going on in our country. But Mike, he says, do you think we will place a second round tender on Tim Patrick and retain him next season? Appreciate you. I don't know yet, man. If it would have been Elway in uh, sticking around as the main shot caller, I would have told you that it's probably going to be a second round just because, Zach, he perf- he, ba- he basically performed at a near number one wide receiver level, and that's valuable. There, there are a lot of teams out there now that see Tim Patrick for who and what he is, 
he has value. Now, does that mean a team's going to swoop in like the Dolphins did on C.J. Anderson and sign him to an offer sheet and all that stuff? Not necessarily, but what I could see happening, even when Elway was the GM, and even more, more so now, depending on which GM gets hired, Zach, is a tender and trade, where he gets tendered, whatever level, probably a second round, to be frank. Um, and then the Broncos turn around because they know they're getting Cortland back. They got Judy back uh, next year, year two, Hamler year two. Tyreek Cleveland balled out of control in, in the season finale. You know, they've got a nice little uh, wide receiver depth chart there. And if you can turn around and trade him, that, that might be a win-win for, for the franchise and for, for Patrick. It's a nice bonus opportunity, but even if you can't bring him back at what, what would the second round tender cost? Three, four million bucks for, for 2021. Three something. And, and you know, selfishly, I'd love to see Tim Patrick on like the Chiefs or the Packers. I'd love to see what he can do on an explosive offense. He would start for half the teams in the NFL. But if I'm the Broncos, I'm keeping him around. I'm rewarding him. I'm not really trading him. I, I want to, I'll pay him the tender amount, but I'm keeping him around because what if Sutton comes back slowly or has a setback from his injury? What if Jerry Judy goes down? And, you know, and if one of those injuries occurs or those setbacks occur, you're left with nothing in the wide receiver core. I'm not counting on KJ Hamler. I'm not counting on Cleveland. Tim Patrick has balled out. He's the Shelby Harris of the offense. He does all the dirty work with really none of the, uh, the praise for it. I, I prefer to keep him around, Chad, but. You know, I would tender him for sure at the second round level. Steven Baumgartner, good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you being here with us tonight. And for the super chat, he says, hey, guys, going to be an exciting year for the Broncos. That it is, my friend. By the way, here's your second round salary oh. for an RFA. All right? Peanuts for someone like that. But is it peanuts when you're paying a first round salary, you're paying a second round rookie salary, and Cortland Sutton, who's earned some significant pay escalators even though he missed this last season due to the fact that he made a Pro Bowl, he's he's got a raise coming to him in his contract year in 2021. I would wager, though. I mean, Jerry Judy's salary and K.J. Hamler's salary for next season, it's it's at least K.J. Hamler's, it's probably the same as Tim Patrick's. So you have, let's say you have three receivers under contract for $15 million in salary cap space. They're all starters. I think you can devote that if you want to be a passing offense with the young quarterback. Fat Cats in the house. Good to see you, my friend. Really appreciate you. This is a this is a cat that has come on strong of late, and it's just been great having you in these chats. And we sure appreciate the support, my friend. Uh, if you're on Twitter, reach out, connect with us, so we can shout you out after each and every show. He says, "Want uh, I want a good 2021, but what GM is coming in here, uh, knowing he's handcuffed on the coaching staff and no guarantee for 2022? Keep up the good pod, fellas. Appreciate that, my friend. But Zach, here's the misnomer." Um, the it's becoming more increasingly more popular or commonplace in the NFL for GMs to sign fully guaranteed deals upwards. This is something Mike Florio wrote about. All right, I'm not a huge fan of Mike Florio, Zach. I think both of us we we kind of share a brain on that. Yeah, but but he's very plugged in himself around the NFL, and uh, he's he taught had an article that that talked about how the GM um, salaries now and the, the way the contracts are working is basically the ones who are in high demand, they can swing this. So if it's a uh, champ Kelly, who's going to be in high demand, there's six open GM jobs right now. Okay. Uh, they demand before they even blink it to accepting the interview or not the job, I should say, not the interview, but sit uh, five, six years fully guaranteed because that's a job security. All right. That means if there is, and especially for a team like the Broncos, they're going to have to compete in that way to, to get the right GM, they're going to have to assure them that, yes, you know, we were confident that 
ownership's going to be resolved soon and that whoever it ends up going to, you're going to be our guy. You're the vision. You're the voice. And to show you how much we mean that, we'll guarantee your contract for four, five, six years, whatever it might be. So I, I wouldn't uh, – I, I agree. We talked about this on Monday, Zach, that it's not the most ideal situation for any GM. But something that that uh, coming in here because you got Elway looking over your shoulder, the shadow of Elway, you've got a quarterback that's going to be foisted upon you, you got a coaching staff that's going to be foisted upon you in many ways. Um, but the way that that uh, Joe Ellis talked about it on Tuesday kind of made me go, yeah, you know what? He's right. There's only 32 jobs in the world. There's only 32 GM jobs, and that really crystallizes things for these candidates pretty dang quick. Yeah, you know, I think we're thinking along the same lines here. I actually look at 2022 as a selling point for the new GM because of those reasons that you just listed. Because Elway is out of the picture then more than likely, or at least in a diminished capacity, because Joel is out of the picture, because by then ownership should be resolved, by because by then you should have a quarterback. And when you hire a GM, like you said, you're given multi-year deals that are very, very lucrative. And the first season, especially, is always a moment. It's always the honeymoon season, Chad, for a coach or a GM. You don't get fired after the first season, even if you go 0-16. So this guy, whoever it may be, if it's Champ Kelly, he would sign on knowing that whatever he does in 21, it would be a write-off. And then, really, his deal would start in 22 going forward. But I actually look at it as a selling point because the Broncos will get out from under this. They're not going to be in purgatory forever. They're not going to be irrelevant forever. And I think with the right guy in place, they can turn around fairly quickly. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Agreed. Christos, question on YouTube. Zach, chat. Do you think new ownership is coming soon with Elway moving up and Ellis leaving? Seems like big things are brewing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and by the way, real quick, Anthony, appreciate those stars on Facebook, my dog. Uh, we would suggest and, and say, hey, come become an official supporter so you can be in on that uh, these weekly streams. That We'll see how it goes. I mean, we plan on providing that content to our Facebook supporters. Uh, the more people that seem to be interested in that, the more content we're going to start feeding there on top of what we do every day on, on YouTube. That ain't going to change, but we want to start giving some love to our Facebook community. But uh, getting back to what he's he's talking about here, Zach, um, as far as uh, new ownership, Elway moving up, Ellis leaving, and big things brewing, 
look, dude, it's, I mean, the ownership's coming probably sometime. The latest I would say, uh, Zach, is that it's going to be early, early 22. We'll probably have a resolution, but it could be this year. It could be in the summer. Like if, uh, if the judge throws this thing out or, you know, it has a really quick resolution in July, Zach, this, this thing could be resolved within a 90 day window from there. My personal feeling is that we're gonna we're gonna know who's gonna be the 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 future owner. There's gonna be a candidate, whether it's you know Beth Bolin Wallace, whether it's Brittany Bolin, or whether it's an outside candidate. But we're gonna know. I mean, they're gonna be the elect, the owner elect for the Broncos franchise, and then in 22 it'll become official. I think I agree with you. We'll have some clarity sometime this year. We got uh, Matthew wants to know on YouTube. Do you guys have an Instagram we can support as well if we're not on Facebook or Twitter? Yes, we do. Yep, just Google Mile High Huddle. I think it's at Mile underscore Huddle uh, High underscore Huddle. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty easy leap there. So that's a that's another way to do it, my friend. But get a Twitter account for sure. We always most, encourage that. Most def. Willie G in the house. Good to see you, my friend. Appreciate the super chat. He says. The vibe I'm getting from the organization so far is that Locke is the guy day one. At minimum, that's the I mean, those are the talking points. Zach, you had an interesting story today on something that that Vic Fangio said with regard to Drew's prospects. Drop some knowledge on everyone on that topic. Well, he was asked uh, yesterday, would it be a challenge if the new GM comes in and has a different opinion on Locke as a quarterback? And he said it's not a challenge. He could see it that way, but he could see it as uh, an affirmation of, of Locke as the guy in Denver. But it's more so what Fangio said before that. It's what he said in his day after press conference chat after the Broncos season ended. He was asked if, if Locke will return as a starter next season. He said he can. He left everything so open-ended. He can be. He has to improve. He can be. He can be. There was nothing certain at all. It was completely tenuous. So I don't get the vibe that he's – it's a guarantee. I think it's far from that. I think you had it best, Chad, when you said 55-45. He has a slight advantage right now, but by no means is – anything guaranteed, especially with no GM in place. But what he does have going for him, I'll tell you this, is, you know, whoever, whichever GM takes over, obviously is going to be no fool, all right? And they, re- they realize that the Broncos have put in a lot of development on lock, and they're keeping in large part, I wrote about this today, why is continuity such a focus for, for the front office? You think it's because the defense doesn't – they don't want the defense to have to learn a new playbook? No. The continuity starting from Fangio and all the way to Shermer is to benefit Locke and this young offense, but mostly Locke. So that is the unspoken. I mean, you know, it's a it's a covert signal. Doesn't even need to be, you know, broadcast by the by the front office. Then you have for this new GM, and then you have Elway who said we're we still. Uh, what's the exact verbiage? We still. Not we're still excited. We still believe in Drew. Is that what he said? Something along those lines? Something to that effect. We're still excited about him? Yeah. So it's still there. Vic Fangio, though, he's on some uneven ground right now. So he's choosing his words very carefully. We got BNS. Good to see you, my friend. He says, I still say the larger issue is Fangio's complete failure managing the clock, the sideline, timeouts, locker room, and holding players accountable. I want to go to Mexico too. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, my friend, but uh, those are all definite drawbacks and issues. And the Broncos feel like he's working his, he's worked his way through those, that trial and error learning curve. We're not so sure. No, he lost them that game against the Raiders. And uh, it's, it's always been a problem with him. And there's no accountability either 
with the on-field personnel or his coaching staff. For him, for Tom McMahon, real quick, real quick, for Tom McMahon to still be employed by the Broncos, I don't care about the GM. There's no evaluation that has to take place for McMahon's job. Scangarello was made a scapegoat after going 4-1 and one in his first year. McMahon's had three seasons now, and every year has been worse than the last, and he still has a job. What message does that send to the players in the locker room? Not a good one. I agree. Andrew on YouTube says, I thought Adam Peters was the front runner. Well, I'm going to grab that. We're going to talk about that. <clears throat> We've touched, in all, uh, touched on it already, but a lot of times Zach is, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a little frog in my throat. As we get started on a live stream, People are thumbing through Facebook or YouTube and they get the notification. They can't always jump in right at the beginning. Sometimes they miss what is said early on. So we'll, we'll touch on this here in just a moment, Andrew, as we, we grab this <clears throat> uh, super from Larry. Appreciate you, my friend. Good to see you, by the way. He says, uh, I saw that San Francisco might be moving on. Oh, from no. Oh, Please no. tell me there's no chance we even consider him. Could Locke be trade bait for a team like New England or SF? Depending on the outlook of the GM that comes in here, yes, he could be trade bait to, to, to an outside team. And San Francisco, we've talked about it a few times during this, the actual season, Zach, that imagine what Kyle Shanahan could do with a quarterback like Drew Locke in terms of fit, in terms of tools and all that. But in no way, shape, or form could I ever see Jimmy G landing here. This is a, this is a franchise that understands the value of the mobile quarterback. And I think the, Nick, uh, Nick Kendall said this last night quite succinctly, quite well on building the Broncos. You know, miss me on the statuesque, pocket guys. They're a dying breed. And the farther you get into, you know, NFL history, the le- the, the, the less they're going to be a prevalent uh, species. Well, if Jimmy G couldn't cut it with Kyle Shanahan, can you imagine him with Pat Shermer? What would he accomplish? And if you trade for him, which is, there's no way it's going to happen. You're taking on that massive, um, overpaid contract on top of giving up a pick form. Even if Peters comes here, Adam Peters oversaw the development of two young quarterbacks in CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins when they, after they acquired Jimmy G. So no way in hell is Jimmy G coming here. I don't think Locke is getting flipped though. Locke in a Kyle Shanahan system. I, I would love to see that. I really would selfishly. The whole thing about Adam Peters is, um, it's easy to go to him as a as an easy connection candidate for the Broncos because he was groomed by John Elway and Matt Russell in that front office. And then the the Niners came calling when Kyle Shanahan was hired, and then he hired John Lynch, and they wanted to bring in Adam Peters and offer him a, a promotion, and a, which, which comes with a pay raise, right? And uh, Elway, being very unselfish, allowed him to take that job, though he didn't have to. And so I think at this stage, though, what we know about Shanahan is that, do you remember, for those of you who can you know, cast your minds back to early 2019, shortly after the Vic Fangio hire, Kyle Shanahan made it extremely difficult on Elway and Fangio to get that interview with Rich Scangarello, who was not his right-hand scouting guy, his freaking quarterbacks coach. Kyle Shanahan can coach these quarterbacks, any quarterback in his scheme, with his eyes closed. He can do it in his sleep. But that was his, and that was his quarterback's coach. In other words, I don't want to make it sound like too too trivialized in terms of you know replaceability or whatever. But that was his quarterback's coach. We're not talking about coordinator. We're not talking about a front office guy. Now imagine how reticent he's going to be to allow an outside team come in and swoop up his guy. So I think the reason we haven't heard anything, Zach, is because the Broncos have asked and they haven't gotten the answer they want yet. 
I, I do think maybe Shanahan was onto something, though. I think he saw a rising star in Scangarello, and he he showed that in Denver. He and Scangarello, for those who don't know, he he was a senior consultant in Philadelphia this year, and he oversaw the development of Jalen Hurts, who was great the second half of the season or when he started the games this year. So Kyle Shanahan saw that. Another scenario there with Peters is the Broncos. It was always a media made connection to Adam Peters. It was never anything substantial. So maybe Champ Kelly is the guy. Maybe they have another guy in mind, but it doesn't seem like Peters is on the radar. We'll see. I still think that a rabbit could come out of that hat at any moment in terms of news that that uh, Peters is going to interview for the job because it makes a lot of sense. Both he and Kelly in a lot of the same ways make sense for Elway because they both have experience working not just for the Broncos, but under Elway. They understand right. you know, just kind of the expectations. And even though whoever that GM is, is going to be given full reign to make all roster decisions. They at least understand the working environment. And, you know, people like gravitates to like. Uh, Gilster37, good to see you, my friend. Is Daniel Jeremiah even up, uh, even in up for dictation? Um, it's a name that I've heard thrown around a few times, but I don't think he's really on the Broncos' radar. He's The Broncos aren't going to go to a media guy. Just like Lewis Riddick, as great as he is, right. I don't think the Broncos are going to a media guy. Daniel Jeremiah, both of them, they both have scouting experience, but I think they go with uh, someone that's been in the league, been behind the closed doors, on the cutting edge of all things scouting, all things technology, all things analytics, and, and that's what the direction they'll go. Nailed it. Yeah, they're not going to gamble on the next Mike Mayock. They want a guy who has you know skin in the game. Fully agree with that. Uh, Darren, appreciate that, my friend. He says, I love you guys. I live in KC. Been a Broncos fan since Mike Harden. Do you think Von Miller will be back? Uh, similar to Drew, but with a little bit better odds. Um, it's it's contingent on the next GM. There's been no definitive answer on that from Elway or Fangio or you know anyone who's talked about it since the season ended. But Zach, I would say it's probably like an 80, 85% chance Vaughn comes back for 2021. Now, whether that's on the final year of his deal and then he's a free agent, or if they find a way to get kind of get him extended uh, this offseason you know, lower his 2021 cap hit, get him a couple extra years, allow him at least the possibility of retiring a Bronco. I do think he ends up back here in Denver, but that remains to be seen. Yeah, it's the second order of business for the new GM is after figuring out the quarterback is figuring out the Von Miller situation. And I'm with you. I, I think I put the odds a little lower, maybe like 75%, but the majority consensus is that he's going to return. And I don't think the text messages, Chad, are going to factor into his future with Denver. It's what can he bring to the table? At what cost do we want to keep him around for what he can bring to the table? So I do think he returns. And again, we still don't know the veracity of those text messages. Sure. If it's even Vaughn for sure. We don't know. There's, I mean, nowadays, guys, I mean, deep fakes are a thing. I mean, this is, do you guys know what deep fakes are? Deep fakes are actual digital, um, you know, someone could could make a rendering of my face digitally, have me saying, you know, the monologue from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross or something, and you think it's me, <laughs> but it's not, all right? I mean, there are so many things on the digital landscape you can do to fake things that um, until there's any kind of thing, anything more definitive, um, I just can't, I can't go for that. That's so a good just, reference, got, Jeff. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. Yes, indeed. Put that coffee <laughs> down. Uh, Jay Bone, good to see you, my friend. Really generous, super wow. Thank you, my brother. Really means a lot to wow. us. Thank you, Justin. Um, just unbelievable. Thank you, man. Guy that's been with us a long time. He's a he's not just a bona fide superstar. I think Jay Bone's up there. I think he's up there on with on the Mount coolest Rushmore. nickname, Chad. Jay Bones. Jay Bones. Indeed. 
He says, uh, I take Lance at nine, pick nine in the draft. His ceiling is in the stratosphere. Locke would honestly benefit from the competition. In a few years, we could have two very good quarterbacks and the hard decision, uh, the hard decision one, hard decision, which one to tag and trade. Uh, thanks for the distraction. Needed one today. Yeah, the, the same for us, man. We appreciate you guys being with us because we needed it too. But what's your uh, your thought to the idea of taking Lance at nine and letting him come in and push Locke? I have kind of floated that, that the lock situation, and this was before week 17, but I, I I foresaw maybe like a Carson Wentz hurt situation where he goes in lock as the guy he's to start out the, the first, you know, whatever half of the season. And when or if he stumbles, then you have the guy who can come in and fill his place. I don't know if that's going to be Lance or Zach Wilson or Mac Jones or Jeff Driscoll or anyone. That is from the new GM. But keep in mind, if it's Fontenot, they had Drew Brees. And they drafted Taysom Hill. So, and a guy like Champ Kelly, they had Trubisky, they, they acquired Nick Foles. So with both candidates there, you might have the situation where Locke's looking over his shoulder at a really high-profile backup. Let me see what else we've got here. Man, this has just been a phenomenal, phenomenal chat so far today. we got some good topics, some passionate comments and questions. Uh, Leroy, he wants uh, Theo. Uh, Theo, I almost said Theo. Louis Riddick <laughs> uh, is the pick for him, hands down. He's. I think he. I don't know, man. I'm kind of torn on that topic. I, I want someone who's in the trenches today, but I understand why people really like him because he's he's brilliant, uh, knows football, knows personnel. But I want someone that's got had his had his sleeves rolled up in the in the league for the yeah. last few years. And that's what the Broncos need as well. I think that's what the Broncos are looking for. Uh, Lewis Riddick makes sense for a franchise that's kind of like the Panthers in a sense where they're just completely entering a full rebuild. I don't think the Broncos there, Chad, are entering a full rebuild. I think they're not one piece away, but not also 20 pieces away. So I, I wouldn't gamble on someone as good as he is like Lewis Riddick. Um, we got one here from John Houston who wants to know, thank you for the super, my friend, who are some potential owners? Um What's that dude's name? The billionaire in, in Denver, Smith, Robert Smith. Robert Smith, yeah. Robert Smith. I think he's the leader in the clubhouse if the team were to get sold. Uh, but you know, Joe Ellis is is really gonna hold on for dear life to try and execute Pat's wish, the late Pat Bolin, that the team stay with one of his eligible and qualified um, heirs. And you know, obviously, we know this that Joe Ellis wanted to go to Brittany. Beth Bolin, she's just trying to spoil, I think, the whole thing because the Broncos, are, yeah. you know, the Pat Bolin trust is against her as being. <laughs> and it's it's actually quite sad, Zach, because she is qualified. She is as qualified, if not more, than Brittany in terms of what it apparently stipulates in the trust uh, qualifies for qualified. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, if I can't have it, no one's going to have it type thing. But. I don't know. We'll see. That's still a consideration and a can that's getting kicked down the road, probably at least nine months. And people mention, you know, Jeff Bezos from Amazon. They mention, you know, Peyton Manning. He doesn't have the money for that. I, I do, you know, maybe it's it's blind optimism, but I do think the Broncos will stay within the Bolin family. And based on the way they positioned her the last year, I, I got to think Brittany is the favorite, Chad. She handled the pandemic response. She handled the uh, she's working back in the front office now, and everything, despite what Joe Ellis says and the way he frames her, I just think she's being kind of groomed to take over. Among the in-house candidates, I definitely think she's the front runner. All right, let's grab here another 
Super from our friend Levi. Good to see you, brother, again, like I said. He says, I feel like I'm in the minority, but I believe the new GM will have the final say in staff and players. I don't think there will be any handcuffs or preconceived notions. You know, honestly, Elway's wings have been clipped. This job in the – this is my read, all right? I'm not trying to tell you guys, like, you know, insider information per se here, okay? Um, My read on this is that Elway was fired, okay? Uh, it was If it was any other person, fired. The reason he's being elevated and the reason it's being postured that way, because, look, if it'd be one thing if Elway's elevating or, or relinquishing GM duties to go do this other thing up higher in the, in the executive hierarchy, and then Matt Russell gets promoted to be the GM. But that ain't what happened. Elway goes up. Matt Russell has basically said, you know, you're, we're, we got to let you go. And Matt's like, well, I'm just, then I'm just going to retire. And Joe Ellis didn't realize this, Zach, I don't think, on Tuesday, but, you know, Freudian slips are a thing. And he talked about how the, that Matt is retired, yes, but that it ain't going to be for long and that he's going to be trying to convince him to get back in the league and there will always be a place for him in the league. What does that tell you? That tells you that Matt did this because he uh, was basically told to. All right, He was told to. You're gone, so for PR purposes, why don't you retire for a while? This is just my read. This is just an opinion, okay? Why don't you retire for a while? Because it's it's either that or have fired on the on the NFL resume. You know what? I, I a lot of Broncos fans think that this next GM is going to be a puppet through which Elway still runs the team, and it's he's almost like the lightning rod to take the 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 spotlight off and the criticism off John Elway. I think the opposite. I think this new GM will will have most, if not full, autonomy. And John Elway has got to linger in the background. Collect a paycheck for another year. That's a big thing. He's making millions of dollars and really let the new guy, the new blood, you know, run the team the way he wants. As an example, most people don't know this, but the Cowboys, they're not run by Jerry Jones. He doesn't make the he he's the figurehead of the team, but who runs the team is his son, Stephen Jones. And it's the same situation. Elway would be Jerry Jones in the situation, and the new GM would be would be Stephen Jones. He was going to be there as a figurehead, Chad, like Ed Donatel as the coordinator. He doesn't call the plays, but he has the title. It's Fangio doing the dirty work, and that's going to be the new GM. Well, and even Ellis said Elway's not going to meddle. The closest that Elway got to uh, during his presser was, you know, I'd like I just want to be helpful where I can for the big decisions. You know, I want to be there. The GM can come to me with my experience as a player and obviously in the front office for the last 10 years, I can be a resource, but it's going to be the GM guys. This is a full turning over of the leaf. And that's why, you know, on the surface from the outside looking in, it can look like they're just looking to bring in another yes, man, Vance Joseph, but instead of head coach, it's GM. That's not what this is. This is preserving John Elway's legacy by letting him step back into the limelight, participate in the hiring of the next GM and then fade off into the distance because he's served his, his, his purpose, and let's face it, he served the Broncos pretty damn well over his combined 26 years within the organization. Joe, uh, appreciate the stars, my friend. Uh, appreciate that a lot. Dar the Doggy, interesting name. Thank you for the super. Thoughts on Jawan James, and are we keeping Vaughn? Well, we addressed the Vaughn thing, but Zach, <laughs> Jawan James, uh, we haven't got the story up yet at milehighhuddle.com. We'll get it up here soon in the near future with our, some analysis on our part here. But Garrett Bowles laid it out on Front Street. Yeah, uh, Talk about Freudian slips, all right? That wasn't even Freudian. That was just being as transparent as possible, saying that he's going to have – Juwan James is going to have to earn back the trust of his teammates. 
He said he has a lot of work to do. We, we talked about this on uh, Monday's pod, and I, I love Bowles for saying this. He said he, and it's true, Juwan James, after op, you know, he didn't come back from the injury in, in 2019, and I think that ruffled more feathers in the locker room than 2020 opting out because of the pandemic. And those two things working consecutively, just a $51 million contract, and his, his teammates are out there busting their asses and bleeding and sweating and, and crying, going through losing seasons. Juwan James is sitting on the couch collecting. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Money, I love what, what Bowles said. And Fangio said the opposite, though. He said today that he still talks to Juwan James, and he's kind of still high on him. So we'll have to see what happens if uh, we can rely on him, which is looking increasingly unlikely. But you know what? They, they have some uh, serious dead cap if they were to move on from James. So barring a trade, yeah, he's your right tackle 2021 yeah. and 2022. There's a little bit better relief if you moved on from him in 2022, but he's locked in. Uh, Anthony, thank you for the stars, my Maybe. friend. What is that, a red panda? Isn't that what they call that? Um, talk about a Mount Rushmore superstar. Oh, there he is. Right here, Mark Langley out in Georgia, a Southern Bronco. Love you, buddy, and that just blows us away. Thank you so much. I mean, Mark's been frontline superstar since we started doing the streams you know for those of you who are just and it surprises me it's a i shouldn't say surprised it's a reminder constantly zach that this show is is ever growing because you know people start at me on twitter today and yesterday about i'm so excited to, to go through an off season with the huddle up podcast because they weren't with us last year but right. zach and i you know we've been doing this several years now and so mark you know as far as the live streams we just started doing that taking our podcast from a recorded thing that we would just upload to doing it live on, on YouTube at the beginning of the 2019 football season. And Mark's been there along the way through it all and been a big part of our success and our ability to focus our time 
and energy into this content because of support like this. So Mark, mile high salute, bro. Love you. I'll give you three more because Chad, he dropped a quartet of those donations. Uh, so in total, yeah, he dropped four ninety nines. Mark. It's incredible. Dude, <laughs> no worries. That's the new record. If he did, let's see. Are you kidding me? Four. One, two, three. Mark, dude. <laughs> four. Hold so on. I'll just keep saluting you then. You, you definitely deserve it, Mark. <laughs> Thank oh, you so much. <laughs> dude, Mark, I hope that was uh I hope that wasn't like a button got stuck on YouTube, dog. You know? <laughs> His cat uh, walked on the keyboard. Mark, that just blows us away, dude. Seriously. Thank um, you. I mean, pfft, speechless. Uh, it just we, stuns me, dude. They said five, Chad. Did we miss one? They're saying five in the chat. One, two, three. Forgive me, Mark, if I was four. wrong. I counted four. <laughs> five. Wow. Is that Hold a record? On. That's well. The record was is it was Brian from, uh, from yep from BG, and Mark just Mark just broke it. Goodness gracious, Mark! Wow, I'm just stunned. I, I mean, one, two. They all look the same on the screen. Three, four, five. Goodness gracious! I I mean, just thank you. That's all we can say, dude. Is thank you so much, and you know we love you. Connect with let's let's send you something out, Mark, that we haven't sent you yet. You know, connect with us. Let's do something. You're unbelievable. Nothing we can offer can make up for what you just did, but just know that we are entirely grateful for you and we have been from day one. Thank you so much. Dude, send uh text me and you know, we'll send you we'll send you some swag. Yeah. Uh, man, just love you. Appreciate you, bro. Steve, thank you for the stars, my dog. Good to see you, by the way, in the in the chat, as always. And Steve is one of the guys that was like stoked to be in the off season, go through an off season covering Broncos with Huddle Up. So Buckle in, buckle up. It's going to be a freaking blast. Man, I'm Won't still right, baby. I'm still kind of just flabbergasted here on, on Mark. I'm just, I'm just blown away. Um, Muhammad, MHH, male model, rocking the – let's see, how does he do it? No, left hand. <laughs> right? I need, to, I need to go put the hoodie on. Where is it? Oh, I got to screenshot this. Hang on. <laughs> Mohammed, appreciate you, my friend. He says, what's up, rock stars? I'm late, but I'm here now. Hashtag stay great. Appreciate that, dog. Thank you. Love you, love you. Uh, there's Mark again at 702. Wow. Goodness gracious. Just blow it, I, blow, blowing our socks off. Nothing we could say can match your gratitude. Um, I've seen a lot of this still from Ian on, on Facebook. It's not the first one to ask in tonight's chat. Won't be the last. Uh, do you guys think the Broncos will offer Peyton the GM job? It's not going to happen. The last thing uh, Elway said on the topic was Monday night after his presser. Uh, he was asked it by Mike Kliss in a, in a one-on-one exclusive interview. And Elway said, look, since the announcement that I'm stepping up, right, or whatever, relinquishing GM duties, a lot of people have called. Peyton hasn't been one of them. So uh, that tells you pretty much everything you need to know. He's again, we've been saying this for years now. He doesn't want a day to day grind 17 hours to work in the front office to be a GM. He wants a piece of ownership. If anything, we don't know Peyton's plans. He's been very close guarded with what he wants to do in the NFL. If, if, if any member Chad, he was going to uh, the Senate run the rumor a few years ago, he was going to run for Senate, I think, or politics. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. Why would he come mm-hmm. back to work, you know, 80 hours a week in the Broncos front office? I mean, he is that kind of a grinder. Like, you know, it's like um, people like my father, for example, who's he yeah, you think, oh, yeah, I'd like to retire on a beach someday and just chill and look at the, the waves crash against the, the sand. But honestly, that gets old pretty quick, believe it or not. And, and especially if you're a go getter and you're 
you know, you're an achiever or anything, you know, you want to work, you want to have something to strive for, you want to grind. And Peyton's exactly that. And even that Peyton's places that he's done on ESPN plus, I mean, that is just as well done of a piece of sports media that you'll find out there. Very meticulous, very just phenomenal. And that's just Peyton. But I agree with you, Zach, that uh, in order for him to convince his wife, probably to allow him to get back to doing something that has that kind of a time commitment, it's got to be the perfect stars aligned, everything Peyton wants. And this just might not be the the situation, the time or the place for him quite yet. And what would he want to do it for? He he wouldn't want to, you know, do a rebuild more than likely. He'd want to win a, a title or titles. So I think he'd want to step into a situation that's more of a win now scenario. Yeah, definitely. Uh Judah, good to see you, my friend. A name that um we're not too familiar with on you on uh, super chat. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you, my friend. And connect with us on Twitter so that we can uh, get to know you. He says, I think Elway wants a yes man. With an idea he has without being blamed, we need a GM that has no connection to Elway for brand new ideas. I get that. I don't see it that way. I really think that this GM is it's it's his job. It's his it's his show. I really do think that. I do. I agree, though. I think I want someone that really the 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 sole barometer chat of hiring the guy shouldn't be because he has Broncos ties. So, you know, part of the reason why I want Terry Fontenot is because he's completely fresh blood. And if you're going to do this the right way, you can't have someone who's has the Broncos or Elway's agenda, whatever that may be. That guy right that you see right there, he should be the front runner. He is unbelievably talented. His resume chat is beyond impressive. Let me just read a few things, all right? Bear with me one second. Uh, Terry Fontenot begins his – this is the beginning of the 2020 season. He begins his 16th season with the New Orleans Saints – and sixth, as director of pro scouting, his responsibilities in managing the pro personnel department include recommending player acquisitions by evaluating players from all professional leagues, including the Saints roster, monitoring the waiver wire, and supervising the advanced scouting of upcoming opponents. I explained to you guys what advanced scouting means. Uh, Fontenot spent seven seasons as a pro scout before his promotion, where his responsibilities included evaluating and rating current professional players and preparing the club for acquisitions through free agency or the waiver wire. He also uh, he would also assist in the team's draft preparations and the weekly advanced scouting of upcoming opponents. He has held multiple positions in the scouting department, including as a pro scouting assistant, where he helped evaluate free agents, track player movement, studied film, and aided in the planning for the NFL draft, and as an assistant in player personnel. And then I explained to you what the whole Stanford Business School thing that the Saints sent him to this, this guy is the complete package, and if you're looking for a candidate for what it's worth that is not necessarily sprouting in any way, shape, or form from the Elway tree, this guy, in my opinion, rises above all comers. He's worked alongside one of the best head coaches in the NFL in Sean Payton and one of the best GMs in the NFL in Mickey Loomis. I mean, look at their Saints roster, what they do in the draft alone. They don't really uh, – dabble too much on the open market. They don't really sign overpriced players. They build from within. And that's exactly the ideology the Broncos have to have, Chad. And with his drafting acumen, he can restock the cupboard in one offseason. Far and away the number one candidate. Uh, Carlos, good to see you, bro. Appreciate the super. He says, Carnalitos, keep Loco. Love y'all. So Carlos wants Locke to stick around. And, uh, I mean, how are you feeling on that, that front, Zach? I know... Time heals all wounds. Time changes the way we see and view things. We're only a couple of days since the end of the season, but are you still viewing 
Drew as probably the best option for 2021? I mean, I think he did a lot in that Week 17 game in the finale, Chad. I thought that was, if this was at his audition to be the guy or start the season as the guy, he passed with flying colors. That was one of the best, if not his best performance in a Broncos uniform. I'm still very high on him, but I'm looking at things realistically that his biggest supporter inside Dove Valley is now gone, or at least moving on to greener pastures and John Elway. The next guy, whoever that may be, has zero loyalty to anyone on the roster, including Drew Locke. So I'm looking at it not from what I want, from what I think might happen in Denver. And right. the new guy might want to move on from him. Mark, how's everybody doing? All like, yo, so uh, you guys seen anything interesting happen around here yeah. lately? Nothing happened tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Hope Mark. you're doing well, brother, man. We love you. Um, Manny wants to know, longtime listener, superstar in the community, does Elway uh, buy a piece of ownership into the Broncos? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think that's in the cards. Elway's focus henceforth is, you know, finish up 2021 and get to, he talked about he's worked hard his whole life. He's had a lot of success, right? I think it was also Mike Florio who guesstimated that Elway's salary as GM and president of football operations on this new contract approaches around $6 million a year. Hmm. You take that with all the money he made as a player. You take that with all the money he made in business with his dealerships and his restaurants and all that. I mean, the dude has a nice little chunk of change stashed away, and he talked about wanting to enjoy the fruits of, of those labors. And, Zach, that phrase that you you kind of keyed on to, he's 61, and he's running out of runway. So now's the time. I love that phrase. I'm going to try to work that into my day-to-day life, even though I'm like half his age. But he also mentioned, Chad, his seventh grandchild was born. And mm-hmm. I really get the distinct feeling he's going to walk away after next year completely, just cut it off. He's been around the NFL for, what, 40 years now. Without a break, he's taken a lot of heat. He's been under the microscope for half a decade now, or a decade as the Broncos GM, but especially the last half decade. I do think he's collecting a paycheck. And what the Broncos did for him, real quick, was allowing him to be on staff and being in that elevated position. It was the, you know, the same thing as giving him a gold Rolex when you retire. It's a symbolic gesture for someone who put in so much work over the years, letting him collect that six mil be the president and be the overseer and then walk away. Like you said, Chad, underneath the radar, walk into the sunset and retire. Chase. Good to see you, bro. Another superstar in our community says, so if Locke fails this year, are you giving him another chance? This was Bull's fourth year. Does Locke get year four if he fails again? I doubt it. No. And he might not get year three for what it's worth. Why are we comparing Bowles and Locke, though? Bowles had the best position coach in the NFL in Mike Munchak. Does Drew Locke have that in Pat Shurmur and Mike Shula? It's not an apples-to-apples comparison. Right. This is an interesting point here from I Am Supreme, who's, who's you know, it's tongue-in-cheek, MHH, sponsored by Mark. You guys got to remember, nobody pays us to get on and do the this content for you on, on YouTube. So it's not like when we – for example, you go to uh, – you go to milehighhuddle.com as just an example. Um, you know, we earn money cultivating this website. All right. This is how we, we make a living. Um, we don't make money day one, just hopping on YouTube and creating a, a video or a live stream. The reason we've been able to dedicate increasing over time, more and more content videos, live streams to YouTube is because of the community Based, you know, funding funding the content. And so this is actually said tongue in cheek, I am Supreme 22, but it's actually the truth. Right. I mean, our superstars are responsible for our longevity, for sustaining us over this this period that, that we started taking the podcast to to YouTube. So 
Uh, we we love each and every one of our superstars and uh, our people on Facebook too, the the uh, official supporters and the, those who chip in. I mean, it it really does allow us to. Otherwise, we'd just be chilling at milehighhuddle.com, cranking out stories all day instead of coming over here and talking because you know that's you you have to put a roof over your head. Yeah, that's no fun either. I mean, we love the interaction. We love doing this every day. And, uh, you know, though, as we're going to have the dollar bill for Stu when we print our currency, I think it's only right if the $100 bill has Mark's <laughs> beautiful face plastered all over it. I agree. I agree. Mark, good to see you, my friend. And we have just crossed over the one-hour mark, so we got to kind of rapid-fire these remaining supers here. But Mark Anthony Ignacio jumping in. Appreciate that. He Thank says, you. Mark with the C jumping in from the low rope. <laughs> from the low rope. No, no, dude, it's always the, uh, the top rope. Uh, new era for Broncos country and hopefully a bright one. Keep killing it, y'all. Hashtag Mark Langley, the gangsta. Agreed. And by the way, Mark Anthony, uh, if you're on Twitter, dude, reach out and let us know so that we can connect with you because after every podcast, I try and find you, but there's, there's no Mark Anthony Ignacio. And I have to remind everybody that it's oftentimes your YouTube handle is different than your Twitter account. And I don't know who's who, if it's different, I don't, I, we don't know that. So if it is different, and even if it's the same, always at us and let us know who you are so that we can connect those dots and be sure. But thank you, Mark with a C. Love you, buddy. Appreciate you. All right. Let me see what else we got here. We don't want to leave anyone out in, uh, in the cold as far as our superstars, John Clay. Good to see you, my friend. There's a guy that, uh, I know has listened to the show for a long time and he's increasingly been active on super chat and he reached out on uh, Twitter to, to me the other day. So it's been good to connect with you, my friend. He says, thanks for all you guys do tonight of all nights. It's great to talk Broncos football. Agreed. Appreciate that. John. Thank you. Uh, Pete. Thank love you, you, buddy. Thank you for the stars. My dog. Um, let me see here. Bear with me. We don't have John to keep the flow going tonight. So bear with me. Uh, I, th- maybe we've gotten everybody. Maybe we're, we're good to go while I search Zach. Let's grab this one. Why don't you grab this one from tigers football and then I'll pop back in. All right. No problem. He says, uh, or they say, we appreciate you love from Australia. I'm a new Broncos fan. Wow. Australia and love all your guys work. Thank you. Thanks for keeping me updated. Do you think the new uniforms will be coming with the new owner slash CEO? I don't know that that's atop the priority list. I would love Chad for the Broncos to go to the old, the old school D logo, that old, the dark Navy uh, helmet they have for throwbacks and maybe keep their white uniforms. The Broncos, I think, have some of the cleanest, freshest uniforms in the entire NFL. I don't know that I would tweak it overall. I would maybe add this logo as more of a staple, but I, I like the Broncos color a lot. Here's, here's what it would be in a perfect world to me. The color rush helmet, which has the old D, but it's the darker blue of the modern uniforms. Right. With the tradition, with what you see as far as the jersey rotation uh, and the and the and the pants, I think that would be. And I'm not meaning color rush jersey. I mean like your regular orange and blue away uh, or home, and your white away. I think that would be dope. But there's also some juice, man, with the new because the Broncos were, you know, the almost team of the of the 20th uh, century until Pat made that fateful decision, Pat Bolin, to change the 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 game, and that started. In 97, or was it? Yeah, it was 97, the year they won Super Bowl 32, their first. So it was their sixth trip. No, fifth trip, excuse me, to the Super Bowl. And it was the first time in this new uniform they won the Super Bowl. And so all of their success in terms of the world championships have been since the uniform change. 
Pro teams, man, they are superstitious. Why do you think the freaking Steelers have not ever really changed anything? Why do you think uh, the Packers, the Giants have kind of tweaked some things on their helmet, but like there's there are uh, reasons for that, and it's not always bottom line about marketing and things like that. Even Kansas City, they've had the same logo and the same design pretty much, as far as I know, for at least the last you know generation. So I would love to see the Color Rush helmets, but not those all orange uniforms. Those can just be banished yeah, forever. Those were terrible. I agree. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, Matthew Smith, good to see you, my friend, up there north of the 49th parallel in Canada. Appreciate you, my dog. Broncos country, it's not a geographic location. Show, Zach, show them right there on the on the chest, dude. It's, it's, it's a it's, state of being, it's baby. It's a state of being, baby. State um, of being. Matthew says, oh, I want to say how happy I was to find this community a few months ago. Not many other Broncos fans up north, as you might imagine. Thanks for all you do. I hope you're okay with Canadian days. <laughs> it's all good, but Matthew. That, of course, dude. It all it all means the the world to us. So thank you, Matthew. Seriously, and we're glad that you found us. Uh, Will Thacker jumping in. Good to see you, my friend. And that's a name actually I don't recognize. So welcome, dude. Welcome. Thank you on Super Chat. Connect with us on Twitter. He says, "So what do you think happens to Locke when a new GM comes in, or does it just depend on who it is? It depends entirely on yeah. who it is." Zach. Yeah, it's uh, it's they they'll have their own uh, preferences and own opinions, and if they're given autonomy, they might want to replace number three. All right, before we dip out of here, I think we're caught up. I want to bring to everyone's attention: if you have a subscription to the Athletic, all right, this is the Athletic. Uh, it costs money to read anything that they publish. You got to find this article that was written uh, in September by Dan Pompey. All right. And the title is Through Football and Family, Bears Executive Champ Kelly Has Found His Calling. This article, it's it's long. All right. But, you know, that's the that's the format that the athletic, you know, that's the little niche they've carved out. Long form storytelling. Um, not so much X's and O's and stuff like that. It's, it's about long form storytelling. And this is just a great piece about Champ Kelly, Zach, and I forgot to mention this to you um, earlier, but uh, I'll send you the link to read, but it's just phenomenal background yeah. on this guy, how he, how he kind of cracked into the NFL and his, his path and whatnot. And one thing really interesting about this guy that makes him uh, attractive as a GM candidate for all teams, including the Broncos, is he has a, he has a technology background. So not only, not only is he a, uh, obviously a college graduate and all that, but his first job was to work at IBM, which initially was his dream aside from football was to work at IBM because as you learn in this story, one day he's at home, he's a kid and he's chilling at home and, and, a, and a car in his neighborhood, which was not a well-to-do neighborhood. It's kind of a poor neighborhood. A dude what rolls up in a, in a Lexus, which you don't see in those neighborhoods as, as he talks about, it was noteworthy. And he goes, I wonder what that guy does for a living. And someone goes, Oh, he works for IBM. And he goes, I'm going to work for IBM someday. So we did. He's got this huge background on technology, and this piece illustrates, Zach, how modern NFL front offices are looking for GMs who aren't just going through you know stacks of paper on scouting reports, right. but they can do all the, the old traditional methods of scouting and weave that into to technology. So um, really a, a, an article I couldn't recommend more. And another thing is, is he has great interpersonal skills. That's one of his greatest assets is his development and his relationship with players and coaches and owners and executives. And it's what you saw in the picture right there, his players and the guys that he's worked with, they all rave about them. So uh, the Broncos could do a lot worse. As long as it's not Dave Ziegler, Chad, from the Patriots, I want nothing to do with him at all. I agree. I'm not in on, on Ziegler. And I think they're going to try and find a way to keep him after um, Nick Casario left yeah. for Texans. Yeah, that's true. To, to the Texans GM, John. But anyway, uh, check out that article. 
Uh, and then we got this from Cody on the on the way out. Appreciate that, my friend. He says, uh, just saying hi from minus 30 uh, in wow. – is this how you pronounce it? Prudhoe uh, Bay, Alaska. Hashtag state of being, man. It really is a worldwide community, Zach. Minus 30. Cody, stay warm, man. Bundle yeah, up. It. I'm, I'm about to go dead on my computer, so grab one real quick. All right, uh, let's go. Let's go through the questions here. What else you guys got? We're about to hop off in a few minutes. Last pod before tomorrow night. I think we got all the supers. We got about all right. Let's we got Matthew Canadian pesos. Anything else? Please okay, bring back the orange crush uniform. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, I don't know about that. All right, guys, we got to dip out of here. Thanks to each and every one of you for for spending some time with us here. Yeah, we've, we waited until the very end to even mention uh, Ziegler here. But uh, last thing I want to show, actually, I almost forgot. So here's here's what's coming down the pike for your Denver Broncos, courtesy of Mike Kliss. Broncos GM committee, which is, so who's doing the hiring? Who's going to be in on these interviews? Uh, Ellis Elway, Vic Fangio, and Patrick Smythe, VP of Communications. He's the PR chief. Have some Zoom interviews scheduled for Friday, Saturday. Might have one tomorrow in person with the final one or two likely, excuse me, early next week. So they're expecting the final interviews to be early next week, Zach, which tells me I think that Shanahan is stiff arming on on yeah. Peters in all likelihood. But I could be completely misreading that. Maybe Peters just doesn't want to come back to Denver. Um, and if I had to put my money on it right now, I'm going to say it's coming down to Champ Kelly and Terry Fontenot. Yeah, and I do think, you know, he's not my number one candidate, but I do think the guy will be Champ Kelly when the uh, dust settles. Last thing, I almost forgot, too. I've been getting a lot of questions about this. Um, so recently, we are, the front page of our website changed, and instead of over here, it's saying SI. It says Fan Nation, and then also the ability to make comments and whatnot uh, went away. This transitioned yesterday. Uh, and basically what it is, is it's all still Sports Illustrated and all that stuff, but they're rolling out is SI. We're rolling out a new property, a new brand, which all the individual team sites are going to fall under called Fan Nation. And it's all under the the Sports Illustrated uh, banner and umbrella and whatnot. But it has the the front end uh, presentation, the technology the, the engineers are using has a little bit different, um, you know, just different pros and cons. One of them initially is the lack for comments, but that is going to be fixed very, very soon. As soon as this week, um, we're going to be able to go back to the way we've always done it for all of our great community members to comment on every single article. So just bear with us the next few days. We'll, we'll, that'll be fixed here in the near future. And just like always, you'll be able to read Zach's article talking about, you know, um, Fangio speaks to challenge of Drew Locke's future and say, wait a minute, Zach, I, I disagree with your premise or whatever, right? So, so just bear with us on that. But it's an exciting, fun change. We're, we're really excited about it. And uh, it's going to be fun to build something new and, and lead the way because Mile High Huddle is the number one team site on the Sports Illustrated Network. We have been since we joined it um, about, I don't know, 18, 19 months ago. So we're excited to help lead the way here on this, this new property called Fan Nation. And so, Zach, it's going to be a gas, but there's just going to be a couple of dips as we ramp up to getting it back to like it always was on on comments. Yeah, I, I for one, I think the layout is much snappier. It's cleaner. Uh, it's it's faster. The website overall, I, I'm I'm actually pretty happy with it, Chad. Yeah. So anyway, that's just a little FYI because I I had a lot of fans reach out to me going, "Hey, dude, why can't I comment? What the heck's going on?" 
So just just uh, have a little patience. A few days that that'll be fixed. Trust but, me, guys. Be able to disagree with me <laughs> very soon. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for for being with us. A mile high salute to our, our super chat superstars. Which tonight, Zach, just unbelievable oh. generosity from a lot of people. And and Mark, man, just stunned, dude. I'm gonna, I'm just stunned. I don't know what to say. And on a day like today, you know, when when tensions were very high and it wasn't necessarily an overall great day for our country, Chad, the Broncos country always rises up and meets the challenge and blows us away. We are literally blown away after every single podcast. That's genuine and authentic. We cannot appreciate you enough. Everybody. Love you. Love all of you. Yeah. Uh, follow on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. Also at Mile High Huddle. My partner is at Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL. Myself at Chad and Jensen, and then our producer on vacation at John K M H H. And uh, stay tuned because we'll be back tomorrow, same time, <clears throat> 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget our Facebook community. And even if you're not primarily used to watching the show on Facebook, maybe you're on YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, or whatever, this, this new content we're rolling out starting Sunday at noon, that's going to be only for Facebook official supporters. You want in on that? It's really simple. You just go to the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash mile high huddle. You'll see the big blue button that says become a supporter. I think it's five bucks. You're in like Flynn. So just uh, consider that. And then last thing, make sure you like this video before you dip on out of here. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. And if we did a good job for you tonight, share it out there. Otherwise, Zach, hey, man, hope you have a, a decent close to what's been a very weird day in America, but a great night for us talking Broncos and we'll uh, reconvene tomorrow. Yeah, I hope you have a great night, Chad. Everyone out there, Mark, every single Super Chat superstar, every single commenter out there, thank you so much. Mile High Mailbag tomorrow. Hit us up on Twitter if you have a question. If not, come in the chat. We'll be here. Take any question. Maybe have some more GM candidate news, Chad. But regardless, another Broncos podcast. Looking forward to it. Thank you, guys. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.